Good morning. I am so thrilled to be with you all today on this Power Camp Sunday. So uh, Power Camp is actually in its 13th year. Believe that? Isn't that wild? I'm not sure if uh, David and Barbara Kolk are here. You guys in the house? They may or may not be here this morning. David actually started Power Camp 13 summers ago, and uh, we are just thrilled with what God has done with it and what's happened over the last 13 summers. So it's become a really powerful evangelical tool, powerful tool for discipleship. Um, And if you want to look in your little leaflet that you got on the way in, our vision is to disciple young adults, to reach families, and to grow the body of Christ. And what we want to do this morning is a couple of things. Um, I have three people I'm going to call up here and interview. One is a camper who is now a coach, one is a coach, and one is a parent. We have three different perspectives that I want you to hear. And then at the end of the service, if we have time, I have a very short message, and then I'm going to flip it, and I'm going to ask you guys to get involved in helping make Power Camp happen. Sound good? All right, let's get started. Gable Knight, will you come up here and join me? This is Gable. I love this guy right here. So, uh, Gable, it seems to me that the summer was 2012. Yes. I'm glad you did your mic tap. I just making sure. <laughs> First of all, Gable, tell us how old you are. I am 16 currently. All right. And, Jim, will you, will you flip that slide for me, Jim? I think we have uh, Gable on the next uh, slide. Here he is. You are a rising junior at Ashley. Yes, sir. Okay. Now, it seems to me like the summer was 2012, which was how many years ago? If you're 16, you would have been 11-ish? 11, 11, 12. 11. Can you imagine this guy is an 11-year-old? Yeah. So the summer was 2012, and I remember distinctly being back there on that soccer field, and there was a camper who was a star soccer player. I mean, he was like the stud that stood out on the soccer field, and I was coaching soccer, and he would always sit down by uh, the goal and cherry-pick the ball and hammer it into the goal. If you're going to score, you got to, I mean, you got to score. Come on. That's just the way to do it. So tell me about your experience back that far as far as uh, power camp. Yeah, so I was a camper for many years leading up to being a coach and always had a blast at power camp. We moved down here whenever year that it was, probably six or seven years ago, and went to a, a thing at UNCW where they had all the different summer camps in the area, and Power Camp was one of the booths set up, and we went over there and got one of our wristbands and checked it out and saw this would be a really cool camp to go to. It books us up for the summer, and I mean, it was a, a Christian camp, which was family beliefs and everything, and so I, I went, went the first year, Came back the next year, all seven weeks. Came back the next year, all weeks. And just continued on every, every year. Now, one of the things that impressed me most is as a rising eighth grader, you approached me. And you said, hey, Michael, um, I'm not yet old enough to be a coach, but would you consider taking me on as like a young intern? Mm-hmm. Can you believe that? Rising eighth grader, the guy's just out of seventh grade. Going into eighth grade, and he comes up to me, what in the world gave you the impetus to do that? Uh, I mean, I am, I will say as myself, I see myself as a leader. Um, (laughs) 
in sports, always being the the busiest guy on the on the court, on the field, wherever it was, and leading at Power Camp, and what Power Camp had done for me, it kind of just felt right to just give whatever I could back to Power Camp because of all that it had done, and it had sort of re it redid my faith and really shaped it into what it is now, which I just whatever I could do back to it is what I wanted to do, and I had been just hearing from God, just talking about how big power camp would be to me in the future, which hearing from him really helped me in that situation. And then I approached you about it and was just like, what can I do? Whatever it takes, I want to do it. There was a lot of um, probably favorite parts I had to that summer. Um, but the highlight for me was one of the things, we had three or four things that you did as an intern uh, with me, but one of the things is you actually led the talk on Friday. So at Power Camp every Friday, um, we will actually uh, give the campers an opportunity to accept Christ. And so Gable, as a rising eighth grader, gets up there and you give the talk and there's an overwhelming response. Yeah, it was a great Friday. Tell us about it. I, <laughs> I had, I had been talking to Michael about it and the things that we were doing for our internship. And when he told me that maybe doing a Friday, doing a, we call it a come to Jesus talk, maybe doing one of those, I just got super excited. My eyes lit up real big and I was so ready to do this and I couldn't wait till that Friday. And then I met up with Michael again. I was like, let's do this. Like I'm ready to go. I'm excited. And then he gave me out, he gave me the floor plan for it. And I went to Matt George, my youth pastor, and was like, how should I form my talk for this? And I wanted it to be super special. Nerves were there, trust me, but it was just more excited about what was going on. And went up there and I gave the talk and I gave a personal story about just me and how Power Camp was for me and my faith. Like I said, it shaped who I am and my faith right now. And then, I mean, that turnout that week of the kids that were either reaffirmed or came to Christ for the first time was amazing. I mean, it was a big number. The students it, were probably more responsive to you uh, than they were to me. I yeah, mean, it was really, well, really... <laughs> can I say yeah? Like, that's, that's right? Or is that just a little bit too... Yeah, I mean, I had been so close with all the campers, and I have been fellow campers with a few of them, and my coaches, my fellow coaches... It was just so great to see all the campers that were so willing and they weren't on the edge of do I want to come to Christ, do I want to be reaffirmed. They, they were so confident in their decision of what they wanted to do that week. It just showed what we do at Power Camp as a whole does. I mean, I just delivered a talk, but that talk doesn't mean a whole lot if the coaches aren't doing something every day in their groups, which they were that week, which we saw with the numbers. So. One of the things I love about where you are now is you're interning with uh, Matt George. You're very close to him. And uh, I also ought to say, I don't know where Matt's sitting. He sat there. He is over here with Catherine. But Matt has done the most fabulous job of integrating Power Camp in with our middle school ministry and our high school ministry. And we have such crossover there. And um, in fact, you were up here just a couple Sundays ago on Youth Sunday. Uh, if we don't watch out, you're going to be a fixture up here. Hey, I would hope so. <laughs> But, you know, one of my favorite quotes from that was, uh, it was actually your quote, I emailed the entire congregation, but you said, I might be biased, but I feel like my youth group is the best youth group in the city. <laughs> T- mean, tell me a little bit about Matt George and your relationship there and your internship and all, that, all that's going on. Yeah, so Matt George came, what year was that, man? It was like 20. 
13, 12. 14. It was, yeah, it was back there. But I was one of Matt George's campers. Me and my best friend Cole, we were his campers, and we got super close to him just like that. And Matt George doing the sketches up on stage and all, and you just look up to guys that do this. It's just like anything at camp was just, it was so great to see. I mean, he could just shoot a basketball and miss, and we were just all over. We were like, this is amazing. This guy's amazing. There's hope for us all. <laughs> but Matt George, he was able to do, he was able to be the guy that we could just shoot a basketball with at camp and have fun and be goofy with. And then he was also the guy at camp that we could ask the serious questions about and really dig, ooh, dig deep into what we wanted to know about God, what we wanted to know about Christ and how everything happens and all. And now Matt George being our youth pastor is growing our youth group to what it is now. We're spreading all around Wilmington. Our services, our, just our leadership in Wilmington is all thanks to him. What he's doing is he's shaping more kids to do what he does. Because the more of that, the better, I would say. But Matt George is really making our youth group something that I would say we had been looking to get for a long time. And now we have it, and we're growing super strong with a super strong base to where if he goes somewhere else, like, we're good to go. We can push. <laughs> Don't but go anywhere, Matt. But we love you here. We'd rather you stay. So one of the things that we're working to do this summer, and I'll have some stuff coming for you at the end, towards the end of the service, but... Uh, we are going to actually integrate Power Camp with the rest of the church. So stay tuned. There's going to be an area that you all can actually get involved, every one of you, with Power Camp so we can have that same integration we're experiencing with middle school and high school with the larger church. So hang on. Okay, last question for you, Gable. Okay. Um, you are a, definitely a leader. You're a shining star young man. God clearly has his gracious hand on you. Thank you. And as you grow up... Um, you know, I, I look at you, and I think Matt probably looks at you, and we go, you know what, you could probably be a leader in many, many different fields. Business, politics, school, sports, coaching, um, even in the ministry. As you look down the road of life, what do you see? Um, well, I had, I've been talking to Matt George about it since he moved down here. Um, in the future, just based on what I've been hearing from God, and I guess you could say like signs and just the, the regular leadership skills that I've been given. I've, I could see being a youth pastor down the road. Come on. More le- I mean, that's what Matt George does. Like, you, you want to be like him and the leadership and all. Like, if I could be a youth pastor, that'd be great. That's what I want to be. But. So we got Matt's replacement, huh? <laughs> Matt, are you ready to be a pastor? But this summer, especially looking into the close future for Power Camp and all, it's it's not just a camp for the kids to go to. I mean, the coaches get a lot out of the camp. I mean, I'm still buddies with friends from 2011, 2012. I mean, every single year you have guys and girls that you you meet at the camp and you coach with, and now you're super close and all. So it's just a camp where we still develop our faith and the times that we hang out and all, and we have worship sessions and all, it really helps out who we are. So in the future, I just, I want to see us really get close to summer, the coaches that is, and just really push forward for the great summer that we're anticipating for. Excellent. Let me say a prayer for you. Lord Jesus, I just praise you for Gable. Lord, I praise you for your gracious hand that's so clearly on his life.
And Lord, whether you take him the route of youth pastor or children's pastor or pastor or senior pastor or into another area of life where he would be a leader and, and really carry the presence and power of Christ Jesus. Lord, I pray that you would continue to raise this man up. He's only 16, and uh, we are so thrilled with what you're doing in him and through him, and we're looking forward to this summer and some of the leadership that he's going to bring to camp. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you. I asked Gable if he'd come up and let me interview him, and he said, of course. I love it up there. Uh, next up, we have Ty Lewis. Ty, where are you? Ty is a very special young man. He is actually a... Uh, Ty is going to be a senior this next year at Coastal Christian High School. Yep. And uh, I have had the privilege the last couple of weeks, well, over the last month or so, of working with Ty uh, back in our children's ministry. So he volunteers with our first through fifth graders. And um, I got to tell you, Ty, I went back, it's been a month, month and a half ago now, and I intended to lead the whole morning. You didn't even know this. And I got back there, and we started, and you jumped in, and you led all the kids. I mean, you led the kids. You were talking. It was a good day. It was a good day. You talked, you led, you facilitated, you had small group time, you had prayer time, you did the lesson, and I became a support to you. And I literally sat back there and I went, who is this young man becoming? I mean, I, I, just, I just love it. That's what we're here to do. I mean, you're literally the vision of Power Camp is to disciple young adults first to reach campers and families second, and to grow the kingdom of God third. So um, you came to camp, what, three or four years ago? Yeah, about three years ago. Okay, tell me about your first experience at camp. Well, so my first experience with camp was probably staff training. Because um, if you don't know, uh, the coaches all go through a little short time of staff training before camp to kind of like spiritually and mentally prepare them. And um, it was during worship. This is probably the biggest moment for me is just like people were starting to cry and just the room felt so calm, but also like full at the same time. And I knew, I knew it was the Holy Spirit. That was like one of the first times in my life I really felt the Holy Spirit like coming in the room. And people were crying and it was just this big sense of family. And I think it was such a huge impact because that like, it didn't stop when we left the room. Uh, throughout the rest of the summer, the rest of power camp, um, I still felt that family um, being shared with the campers, with the coaches. It, like, it never left. It just stayed the entire time. That's so good. You've become a real integral part of, of sort of the staff team, and this summer is going to be no different. Um, what's something you're looking forward to this coming summer? The Friday talks. Come on. Friday talks are one of my favorite things because the campers, like Gable said, some can be on the fence, some can be shy or scared, but once they see their friends like go, or if a coach encourages them, be like, don't be scared. You can go ahead and they can step onto the mat and try and accept Jesus and just talk to him and um, have amazing talks led by Michael or led by Gable or other coaches. Um, they don't just impact the campers, they impact the coaches too. Changed my life before, so Friday talks is, I'm, I'm uh, expecting a lot this year. Now, we didn't talk about this beforehand, but I'm going to throw it out there anyway. Um, how, how would you like to do one of those Friday talks? <laughs> I'd love to. It'd be fun. 
a little scary, but it'd be fun. Um, you know, Ty, as I've watched you uh, in the back lead with our children, I've seen you lead at Power Camp, and you've just, your attitude's remarkable. You're no doubt a shining star leader at Power Camp. Um, I was totally undone, though, to watch you lead with our children's ministry. And I saw, I think, a pastor's heart sort of come out of you, a heart to shepherd, a heart to love. You got me. Um, as you look at the future, what do you, what's, what's God stirring in you? Well, I guess Matt has made a big impression upon everybody because um, for a while, ever since, I real, really, ever since I joined Power Camp, it's, I really had a heart for like serving. So I, I really want to become a youth pastor um, eventually down the road. I don't know how long it is, um, but hopefully that's in my path somewhere because um, I just love teaching and I love like high school is a very important part of your life. And um, thankfully I've had Matt, I've had friends that uh, helped me walk through it and I just want to be there for other kids who don't always have that. So. <laughs> you know, the, the crossover between camp and youth group, I think, has been just beautiful. But tell me a little bit about your relationship with the Lord and all that. Um, right now, I feel, I feel on fire. I feel curious and just like I'm constantly searching. And I think just like with the help of the youth group, it's really helped like kindle the fire and put more wood in there to keep me going. Because... Obviously, high school is like a hard time to keep like super strong with your faith. Some people do it really well, and some people hide the fact that they're uh, struggling with it. Um, but I just feel really strong right now in the fact that the youth group has been helping me so much, talking with me, and uh, giving me new things to think about. Um, so I, I feel curious, and I feel really strong right now. Okay. Well, we're certainly looking forward to the summer, and we're looking forward to having you as a strong leader. So uh, you'll be more of a senior level coach this summer. I'm looking forward to watching that unfold. Yeah, I'm excited. Okay. I'm also going to look forward to a Friday talk. <laughs> Let me pray for you. Lord Jesus, I praise you for Ty. Lord, I praise you for his heart. Lord, I praise you for who he is as a young man. Father, I praise you that you're working in his mind, that you're maturing him, that you're growing him. Lord, I praise you that even already he's got a passion for ministry, whether that's in the business world, whether that's actually in ministry or whether that's in another venue, Lord. I pray that you would continue to raise this young man up. Lord, I thank you for his volunteerism, his leadership with our first through fifth graders. Lord, I love seeing his heart back there. God, we praise you. We love you. In your name we pray. Amen. Now, this next person um, is a... A parent of a former power camper, now a power camp coach, um, also a very uh, significant leader here in New Hanover County, and I want to introduce him. This is Judge Corpening. Judge Corpening, would you come up? Judge Corpening is the New Hanover County Chief District Court Judge, so he schedules all of the judges. And uh, he is quite the leader. I think one of my favorite things about Judge Corpening is um, he's a man who really gets it, and he's the real deal. He's out there actually volunteering. We're going to talk about a couple of those things. Um, but he's got a real heart for people. He and his wife, Donna, sitting right here, they have five children. Uh, the youngest of theirs is Paul. Where, Paul, where are you? Right here. There we go. Paul's been leading our Lego animation the last couple of summers. But Judge Corpening, tell us a little bit about what you do here in O'Hanover County. 
So I, I do serve as the Chief District Court Judge here, which um, lots of days makes me the number one uh, complaint department. Uh, I do schedule our nine district court judges. I supervise our 17 magistrates, our seven support staff. But, but in the court side, um, I figured out that as chief, I could assign myself to do what I really wanted to do. <laughs> uh, it took me years to figure that out. But, uh, but since uh, December 2014, I hear everything that's connected to juvenile court in New Hanover County. So all the kids who make a mistake, get in some trouble, come to me. Uh, the kids whose parents are in trouble and have fallen away um, uh, also come to me, uh, and I look out for those kids. So, um, so that's my extended family. Okay. Now, I think that um, you and maybe the district attorney and some other people in town have been working on a program um, that I think you just told me is not only it's been implemented here, but now is it going to go statewide? It's going to go statewide. Um, we, we developed a partnership here in New Hanover County designed to keep kids in school and out of court. Uh, to meet them and their behavior when and where it happens and to change the behavior uh, about second, third, fourth chances, whatever, instead of just pushing the behavior out of school and sending it to court like there's some magic fix in what we do at the courthouse, because there's not. Um, we started in New Hanover County. Uh, we signed our agreement in December 2015. Uh, the raise the age uh, law is getting ready to pass the state senate, uh, which, so it'll become law and, and attached to that bill is a requirement that partnerships like ours go statewide. Uh, very excited about that. We're working on it in a few other districts right now, going ahead and getting a jump start. But uh, you know, part of the thing that Ben, David, and I uh, talked about was that you know, as parents, uh, how many of us schedule discipline for our children six or eight weeks down the road from something that happens, right? Well, we don't do that. Right. But that's what we've been doing for decades: is pushing the behavior out and scheduling discipline down the road when. And kiddos don't even remember what it was that happened. So, uh, so we're very excited about that. Okay. Now, before we jump into uh, Power Camp, um, you actually have been volunteering. You know I'm going to bring this up. You, you've been volunteering for 23, almost 24 years, every morning at New Hanover County School System. So you go and show up, get there early, and I think you direct traffic. So you're smiling, you're greeting people, you're encouraging students, you're encouraging parents, and you've been doing that. Probably haven't barely missed a day. Uh, barely is to the point where I feel like I need a note if I miss. Uh, <laughs> uh, this past Thursday ended 23 years. Wow. Um, I started. I started when my 30-year-old baby girl uh, was a second grader at Winter Park Elementary School and, and followed her all the way through and then sort of never left Hoggard. Sorry about wow. Ashley. Um, um, but, uh, and then uh, uh, when Paul became a blessing in my life, I followed him all the way through. Uh, I'm back at Hoggard with him now. So, um, But um, I think it's important for young people to know that we're in it with them, uh, that we care about them. Uh, and that we're willing to be there through thick and thin. Yeah. Um, I've been out there freezing cold, pouring rain, lightning popping, bomb threats, whatever, I've been there. Uh, uh, and, uh, but it lifts me up every single day to start my day with young people mm -hmm. uh, because they're excited about life. They're excited generally about school. Um, they are excited about being with their friends. And then I go to work. Um, you know, where I deal with lots of pain and heartache, but it starts as a real blessing for me. Yeah, okay. 
Isn't that neat? He's the real deal, out there doing it. Now, I think you also do a reading program, and uh, so you're in the schools. Is that one day a week reading? Uh, day a week reading. Uh, I read at Snipes uh, Elementary as part of a program called Lawyers for Literacy. Okay. Uh, really neat program. Some of my kids are on the dribbling all-star team for Snipes. I don't know if you guys have seen that or not. Just unbelievable. Love it. Love it. Well, we love your heart. So you got involved uh, with your family, with Paul, uh, a few years ago in Power Camp. Tell me how that happened and when that happened. So um, it started with Donna and I worried about Paul sitting at home every day during the summer. Uh, he, uh, you know, uh, not that Paul loves video games or anything. <laughs> Um, and so we were looking for a place really for him to spend the summer. Uh, and so it started, we saw power camp, we saw sports, we thought physical fitness, we thought active, we thought off the couch. Mm -hmm. This is awesome, you know. Uh, and that's how it started. And then we showed up. Uh, we got to know you and Abby. Um, just every day coming home, tired but excited. Uh, it, it exceeded our wildest dreams. Uh, that first summer, I remember one day, halfway through the summer, um, Abby stopped me. Uh, I was, I'd picked up Paul and I was walking out the door and she said, are you Paul's dad? Now, there, there, there are days that I worry about whether to answer that question or not, right? <laughs> <laughs> Kidding, Paul. Uh, and so of course I said yes, and she went on to tell me the most wonderful things about my son. Just as a dad, as a parent, you know, this was going to be just a summer camp. Holy cow. Uh, it, it became a life changer. And at the end of that summer, Paul answered one of those Friday calls. Um, came home Friday night. I took Jesus in my life, Dad and Mom. <laughs> And then you and Pastor Steve baptized him down at Curie Beach. What a blessing. It started as our thinking, we just need a place for him to be, and then it transformed his life. So then it's like, well, we got to be there next summer. <laughs> and so he came back as a camper for the second summer. And then it's, this can't be over. There's got to be more. So with, with your help, he, he got picked for staff. Thank you from the bottom of our hearts. Uh, and, and, and that became a transformation because then we see this, this leadership piece develop. And along the way, Matt George came into his life too. And, and, and the intersection between Power Camp and the youth group here at this church became so powerfully visible to us as parents. Uh, uh, and that really started after that first summer. Uh, but then the leadership that we saw him developing, uh, the, the maturity that we saw developing. You know, you do a, a once a week um, bring a visitor in uh, to talk about leadership development with your, um, I think it's with your assistant coaches. Um, you asked me to come and we did. And Paul, did. And Paul let me. <laughs> Thank you, Paul. Um, you know, to, to let me come and share some of my thoughts about life uh, mm -hmm. with them. Uh, but I saw all that happening too. So, so then it was just a done deal. Yes, he was going to be back again this summer. Uh, that's just how that was going to be. But it has been a life-changing experience for our whole family. We've been so thrilled to have Paul. In fact, I remember a ski trip uh, very shortly after your first year or two where you were learning and developing as a skier. And Judge Corporate, I also remember the talk that you gave to our uh, coaches and training, our interns, um, last summer. 
and I think it was called the power of one, and it was the power uh, that, or, or the difference that one person can make in the lives of another. A smile, a handshake, it kind of reminded me of what you're doing at the schools every morning. Um, but I think that was very impactful for our staff, just that we all sort of forget the difference we can make carrying the life and love of Jesus to those around us in very simple ways. Just a single person, that's all it takes. Well, I so, we just so value you, and we value sort of what you're doing um, in our city. And I think before we, we close here, I want to um, almost take the interview and flip it a second. Uh, this church has a very, very rich um, legacy of foreign missions. Um, I think I told you, but we've just finished two 25- or 30-year Bible translations. We have many foreign uh, missionaries on the field who are really raising up and empowering indigenous peoples. We're just very, very proud of the legacy over the last three or four decades. A lot of church plants going out of here, ministries being started. But one of the things we've been a little bit weak on is local missions, is, is sort of getting outside of our walls and engaging with the city. And we're doing that via Power Camp. We're doing that on some other um, areas. But as a member of First Baptist, as a leader in our community, um, I, I know that you see churches probably like ours a lot. What in your mind are some things or some ways that we as a church could get outside of these walls and engage Wilmington? Several things. First, I want to give a shout out to the youth group for the work you're already doing with the homeless population in Wilmington. What a need we have here. What a need we have. And you guys are out there helping to try to meet that need. So a shout out to you guys, first of all. Um, and, and second, something that I think that, that every single one of us can do and need to do is to be aware of the opioid crisis we have in this community. Um, the face of addiction has changed. You know, it's not somebody laying up in an alley anymore with a needle in their arm. It's in your neighbor's house. It's in your sister's house. It may be in your house. And we need to be more and more aware that, that, that our opioid pain medication is the, is, has been the foundation of a real crisis we've got here. And, and to open our eyes and to be aware of that personally. Uh, so that if we see someone in crisis that we know we can help them instead of ignoring that. Uh, it's important for every one of us to do that. Okay. Um, but I think as, as, as a group, um, my love is schools. Uh, and I see an opportunity for churches to partner with schools. Okay. Uh, we have schools that, are, that have profound needs. We have young people who aren't learning to read. We have young people who come to school hungry who may not have eaten at home all weekend um, and struggle to learn because of the trauma that they've experienced. We've got kids who are coming to school who have hidden under beds from gunfire all night. Um, and, and church families can partner with school families to make a difference in the lives of these children. There's some real opportunities just around this community, um, I think, for, for churches to step up. Some other churches in Wilmington have done it. I see that as a real opportunity because when we take care of the littlest ones, we change the future. Yeah, amen. That's good. So there's some schools in town that we could even maybe talk to you at a future point about adopting. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, give me, give me one or two on the top of your list. So, uh, so I think that uh, continuing the ministry to the homeless, uh, ramp that up. Uh, okay. Because, uh, you know, uh, most folks aren't homeless because they choose to be. They're homeless because of mental health needs, because of other issues. Uh, I think that's serious. Um, uh, finding a way to partner with other community organizations. Uh, you know, we've got some great community organizations like uh, Kids Making It uh, with Jimmy, Jimmy Pierce, who, who really help change the lives of kids. Uh, agencies like Dreams downtown, uh, bringing arts and music to the lives of children who 
who have never experienced it and then using that as tools to make their lives better. I think those are some other examples. Excellent. Well, thank you. And we just value you. We value Donna. And Paul, we value you being here and, and with us. So let me pray for you. Somebody reach a hand out to Donna and reach a hand out to Paul. Lord Jesus, we praise you for this family. Lord, we praise you for Judge Corpening. We praise you for the stand that he takes in our city every day. Lord, we take, praise you that he gets up, that alarm clock goes off early, and he gets his shoes on and gets dressed and heads over to a school to direct traffic, to smile, to share the love of Jesus. Lord, we praise you for the decisions that he makes, decisions every day that affect the lives of young men and young women, of families. We ask that you would uphold him, that you would give him wisdom. Lord, I pray that you would bless their marriage, their family. We have four grown kids that are running businesses in town or involved in various things in the city and other places. Lord, we love you and we praise you. Amen. Thank you, Judge Corp. Thank you. Oh, that's so good. I'm going to, uh, it's 11.16, I'm going to short circuit my message because the message today was our two young gentlemen and Judge Corpening, thank you so much. What I do want to do is I want to flip us and I want to talk about how you guys can get involved in the message of camp. So pull out your uh, little leaflet that you got as you walked in. Um, now what we are really trying to do, we've already mentioned it and I brought it up several times, but we are so thrilled with the partnership that's happened between middle school and high school and power camp. And I want to bring that partnership, we as a staff, we as a core team have been going, how can we sort of integrate the Power Camp families and the Power Camp students into Myrtle Grove? So that's our mission this year. Um, you already heard of a couple of things, and I just want to go touch on them before I actually get involved in the four things you can do. But we're partnering with Charity Water every year. Our campers usually do loose change for life change. And historically, we bring in somewhere between $1,500 and $2,700 in change. The campers bring that in. They go dig through the couch cushions. They look in the ashtrays of their parents' car. They go get their piggy bank. And every year, they bring in, and we, we cut a check to a charity organization. So one of the things we'll be doing this summer at camp is our campers, in the morning meetings, one day a week, will actually be carrying these water jugs across the gym a number of times that simulates the way someone who doesn't have running water in their home would have to walk down to a river and get water and then carry it back to their home or carry it back to their hut or wherever they live. So that's a really neat thing we're doing this summer. Absolutely thrilled about it. Um, so four ways you can get involved. Are we ready? Number one, you can pray. Pray. It's really, really simple, but it is huge. It is huge. Abby and I actually met with a gentleman last night who in tears said, Michael, I've been praying for 12 pastors in this city for the last three or four years. He's been praying. He said, I couldn't do anything else but I can pray. Prayer shifts people's lives. Prayer changes relationships. Prayer changes circumstances. And here's what we want to ask you to do. You should have gotten a bracelet as you walked in, did you? Hold it up. Come on, let me see them. If you didn't, we have one for you. Keep it held up a second. Come on, keep them up. We can do this. If you didn't, we have one for you. If you are willing to pray with us until August 6th, I'm going to ask you to wear that bracelet as a reminder to pray. Pray for our staff, pray for our campers, pray for their families, and pray for our city. Will you do that? Will you wear your bracelet? Will you wear it in the grocery store? 
Will you wear it to work? Will you use it as a reminder every day to go, I need to pray. I need to lift up the mission that Christ Jesus is doing through Power Camp, through us at Myrtle Grove. All right, second way. I'm really, really excited about this. This is volunteer. It's uh, number two on your little leaflet. You can take it and look at it. Uh, we've never done this before, but uh, April Hubbard, she is not in here. She is back, I think, in one of our, is she in our pre-K area this morning? Uh, she's going to be out front in just a minute, but April Hubbard has come on our Power Camp core team. She's come on staff with us, and she is going to be a volunteer coordinator. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. So that's what this means. Every person in the room, every person in the room can volunteer one afternoon a week, two afternoons a week, one afternoon the entire summer, if that's all the time you have. You can volunteer for one day, one afternoon, all four weeks of camp. You can bring your small group. How many of you are in a small group? Come on, let me see it. You can bring your entire small group and come volunteer at camp. Now, Michael, why are we doing this? Here's why. Campers come to camp, and who do they get to meet? Coaches. Coaches. Some of our coaches attend here. Some of our coaches attend college. Some of our coaches attend other places. But when a camper comes in, and all of a sudden they're interfacing with someone who's at our church. So let's say John Gonzalez is back there. John and Sylvia are back there volunteering. I'm going to pick on you guys. And you've got a camper who meets John and Sylvia in addition to our coaches. And then let's say that camper and their family decide they're going to visit this little place called Myrtle Grove. And they walk on in. Maybe their coaches are here, maybe they're not. But what happens when that camper sees John and Sylvia? Relationship. And all of a sudden, mom and dad go, oh, wow. And they have somebody to talk to. We have a connection point. There is power in relationship. There is power in those personal connections. And here's what I want to ask you to do. Will you consider volunteering at Power Camp this summer? Every one of you can do it. Every single one of you, every afternoon, April Hubbard is going to be there, and she is going to be there just to meet volunteers like you who are willing to come give one afternoon, one day a week, every afternoon, all four weeks. Or if you want to bring your entire small group in, she will meet you and plug you right into camp. Now, you might go, Michael, I can't get out there and run around. That is no problem. We will have you divvying up shirts. We will have you meeting with campers. We will have you sitting down with a troubled camper. We will find something for you to do. Got it? Michael, I have a walker. No problem. We're going to find you a spot. Anyone can come in if you're willing to get involved, if you're willing to serve. Now, if you're going to put your name on this list, it's going to be right outside our double doors. April's going to be there, and my precious pregnant wife, Abby, is going to be directing people. And she's going to direct you over. You'll put your name on a clipboard, and April's going to have you do three things. Three things. She's going to have you sign up on a little sign-up sheet. She's going to give you a little background check, and she's going to give you a one-hour training. She'll set all that up with you. Real simple. We want you to volunteer. So I want everyone in the room, everyone in the room, will you pray? I'm not, I'm not going to say will you stick up your hand and commit, but will you stick up your hand and say, Michael, I'll pray about this? Come on, let me see. Come on. Yes. Michael, I will pray about volunteering at Power Camp. And you might just be sitting next to a water cooler giving kids a cup of water. That's what Judge Corpening does every morning. He's directing traffic, isn't he? All right. 
Number one, pray. Number two? Number one is? Pray. Number two is? All right, number three is give. We have a family this summer who has pledged to give to match funds that we give as a church up to $15,000. Wow. There's uh, four, there's really five different areas that we're giving scholarships this summer. I want you to hear them. The first is the Bear Foundation. The Bear Foundation is a local organization. They place foster children all over the city and all over surrounding counties. We have partnered with them and we are saying, hey, we want to send any of your first to eighth graders who are foster kids to camp. We're giving them scholarships. That's what some of that money is going to go towards. Second group we're working with is the YWCA, right down here across from Krispy Kreme. The YWCA to help get kids of single moms into camp. That's the second scholarship initiative that we're working on. The third scholarship we're working on initiative is the BRC. That's the Blue Ribbon Commission. James Halls, are you here today? He's our head deacon, but he's married to Jana Jones Halls. And uh, Jana is the executive director of the BRC. And we're working with them again to send their group one, maybe two weeks to camp. We actually send a bus down there, pick up their students, and bring them back to camp. So that's the third scholarship initiative. The fourth scholarship initiative is the International Refugee Ministry. Naomi said it. I think it's not international. What is it? Interfaith. Thank you. I appreciate that. Interfaith Refugee Ministry. But we are working. There's a group of Congolese refugees here in our city. And we're going to go pick them up and bring them to camp. That's our, third, our fourth sort of scholarship initiative. Now, it doesn't matter to me how you feel about refugees. The government is the one that makes those decisions. Once a person is in our country and living in our neighborhood, it is our job to love on them. You understand? It is our job to go over and knock on the door, talk to them, welcome them, share with them, and we want to be a part of adopting this group of Congolese refugees. The fourth is our PC, our Power Camp General Scholarship Fund. So I want you to pray today, and you, over the next month you can pray. You don't have to give today. I did bring a little bucket. Somebody's already put $100 in it. But I got a little, bit of, a little bucket up there. If God would put on your heart to give towards Power Camp, you can chunk it in there. You can give it to Vicki in the front office any day. Just earmark it Power Camp. Amen? All right. Number one, you can. Number two, you can. Everybody. Number three, you can. And number four, this is one I one of my favorite. This is adopt. There's four different, or actually three different ways you can adopt this summer. You can adopt an individual coach. So right after this service, we're going to end and we're going to go right out those doors. And you can get your name on a list and you can adopt one of our individual coaches up here. You can bring them a note, you can bring them a watermelon, you can bring them a granola bar, you can bring them a Gatorade. Y'all like, we like Gatorades once the summer starts, don't we? Come on, T. You can bring them a little encouraging whatever. You can even invite them over for dinner if you want. But you can adopt a coach, that's number one. Second thing is you can adopt a staff night. We have four staff nights this summer, every Thursday night is a staff night. The first three are happening at Dr. Luke's pool. Dr. Luke, are you in the house? Maybe not this morning. Dr. Luke's pool. If you want to adopt a, a um, staff night as an individual, you can. If you want to adopt it as a small group, you can. You following me? So we're going to have a cookout. 
you can come, you can be a part, you can do one or all of the cookout, you can set up, you can clean up, you can welcome our staff. Now, again, the point of this is relationship. The point of this is not that you come to cook a burger and then step off to the side. The point is that you engage with the staff and begin to bridge relationship. How do we build a multi-generational family? That's how we do it. How do we build a multi-ethnic family? How do we build a multicultural family? This is how we do it. And then the last way you can adopt is you can adopt our staff room. So we have an office in the back. It's our Power Camp office. It's Amber's office. Wave at us, Amber. But that's also going to be our staff room. And if you want to adopt, we have 40 slots. That's two slots a day. You can bring in waters. You can bring in granola bars. You can bring in anything you want. You can sign up for all of that right after the service out those double doors. All right, so let's review. Number one, you can... Come on. Number two, you can. Number three, you can. And number four, you can. Now, Myrtle Grove, this is an opportunity to get out of ourselves and to give back and to engage some young people. Now, as we end, I want to say one last thing. I've been meeting with Jeff Rose over here. Jeff, will you wave at us? He's one of our elders. Uh, Jeff Rose and James Halls have been talking to me about follow-up to the kids who come to Christ at camp. Guess what Jeff's leading this summer? Follow-up. Follow-up. So Jeff and I have worked together. We've put together a little sort of order of calling some of the families of the kids who come to Christ. Can we bring you a dozen donuts? Can we bring you a little gift card to Port City Java? Can we have a conversation? Do you have any questions? Are you interested in getting involved in a church family? That's some of the follow-up that Jeff's going to be doing. I'm thrilled about it. Jeff, thank you. Okay. I think this is a great opportunity for us this summer. Amen? Amen. The Lord has blessed us. He's put something in our hands. And I am so thrilled with what it's doing in terms of raising up young leaders like the Ties, the Gables, the Pauls. I'm thrilled with what it's doing with families like the Corporating family. And I'm thrilled what it's doing with people out there that we don't even know. I'm looking at Papa Bear, one of our coaches back there. Wave at us, Cody. There he is. Come on. This is going to be such a good summer. We are so excited. And here's what I'd like you to do. I'm going to end. And Dean, if you'll come back out here. It's 1130. I want you to pray about, and I'd actually like you to get up out of your seat as we end and exit our main doors. And Abby's there, and Matt is also there, and they're going to be directing you on how you can volunteer and how you can adopt. Sound good? Everybody understand? Am I being clear? All right, good. Good, good, good. Dean, if you'll pray for us, or if you'll play for us, and I'm going to pray for us, and then uh, I'll dismiss us and we can hike out front. Lord Jesus, we want to welcome you here in this place. Father, we thank you for Gable Knight. Lord, we thank you for the leader that he is and the leader that he's becoming. Lord, we thank you for Ty Lewis and the young man that he is, the leader that he is, and all that you're doing in his heart and in his life. God, all of these power camp coaches represent young people that you have a call on them in business, in education, in ministry to impact the people around them. Lord, we praise you for Judge Corpening and his family. 
Lord, we praise you for the city of Wilmington. We praise you for the tool of Power Camp, this little tool that you've put into our hands to impact our city, to touch lives, to disciple young adults, to love on families, to lead kids to Christ. And Father, I ask that today, as we exit this place, that you would put on our hearts to adopt some of what's going on at camp, that you'd put on our hearts to volunteer for camp this summer, that you'd put on our hearts to get involved by giving, to get involved by praying. Lord, I pray you'd bless this little congregation here at Myrtle Grove, that you bless this city. And Father, would you let us as a church be a blessing to this city? Lord, we praise you. In the great name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. I'm going to ask a few of our prayer team members to come forward and be available for prayer. And I'm going to ask the rest of us, if you will, to exit out the door. Matt, George, and Abby are right out there and get signed up to get involved in the mission of Power Camp this summer. Blessings. We love you all.